Welcome. You're listening to the Every Day is a New Day show. I am your host, Kim O'Neill, and this is the show that reminds you we live in a world of infinite possibilities. You are more amazing than you know. You are never alone, and the one with the power has always been you. I speak with awesome guests who have inspiring stories and tools to support you on your journey forward. Every day is always a new day, and your day's looking pretty bright. Hello and welcome, everybody. If you are tuning in about 10 minutes ago, you know that we did start the show and we are restarting. So because this is going to be recorded, I'm actually just going to completely start over. So hello and welcome. You are listening to the Every Day is a New Day show, and I am your host, Kim O'Neill, and I am a speaker, best-selling author, coach, trainer, and host of the Every Day is a New Day show here on bbsradio.com as well as over on Facebook Live. And this is the show that is an inspirational interview show about moving forward beyond challenging times. And if you'd like to see me and my guests do our show once in a while, then I do encourage you to go over to my Facebook page at Kim O'Neill Coaching. And the full title of the page is Kim O'Neill Coaching and Every Day is a New Day Show. And we have fun with those because you get to see me, my guest, and then you also get to interact with us. And I just, I really love that. I love the interaction and the live questions and the hearts and the smiles and all those things. So if you enjoy that kind of thing too, then you can definitely check out some of those and the upcoming shows that I have over on that page. And today... That brings me to what I'm really excited to announce about today's show, because today's show, we, or I, for the first time, am going to be inviting live callers to call into the show. So I'm super excited about that. And uh, in fact, so on that note, let me share with you who our guest is today. So our guest today is Noah Alvarez. And uh, hello, Noah. Hello, Kim. <laughs> uh, so... For those who don't know Noah, Noah is just like just tons of heart. He is just so, just so loving and so lovable and so loved. <laughs> and uh, he even goes by the name Buddha Noah. And he is, he's many things, but um, he's also the founder of the Family Futures Network, Family Futures Media. And um, I'm going to let him share with you a little bit about that and what he does. So, Noah, let's just start off with the very basic question of who are you and what do you do? Well, the question that trips us up all the time. So this is good practice for me, as I was telling you earlier, that's always a different answer. Um, but for me, as you mentioned, you know, thank you for mentioning Family Futures Network, Family Futures Media. First of all, I'm an intuitive counselor. I work with families. My biggest passion and a part of who I am is serving families and whatever they need, really. If you need someone to come help clean your house, I'm that guy. If you need someone to help babysit, I'm that guy. But what I really do is I help service families in their um, healing. And I always call it bringing families together for the new family meeting. Let's talk about some things. Let's get some things on the table. Let's heal Let's work as unified groups. So Family Futures Network creates media that services the family and educates households 
on how to get to that really golden unified space. So that's the biggest passion um, that I work through now, but I also do intuitive readings, intuitive counseling for individuals and couples. I mean, if, if it's about getting to the heart, you know, as you so wonderfully said, um, then that's definitely where I'm going to be. Okay, so I totally have a question I want to ask you already, but because I know I'm just going to totally get wrapped up in the conversation, for those that want to call in, and I hope that you will feel feel inspired and excited to call in and ask us questions, share with us your thoughts and comments, you can call in live to Station 2 at 888-429-5471. Again, that's 888-429-5471. And if you missed that phone number, you can go to bbsradio.com forward slash every day is a new day and just look for station to call in number. So, okay. So back to you, Noah. Noah, what I love about what you just said is the new family meeting. And I got to be honest with you, that's not something that my family ever did. Mm. And yeah, in fact, when I think about it, the only example that I ever had of a family meeting being a thing was from watching TV shows and seeing some families do that. I'm like, well, that seems odd. A family meeting? Like, what's that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting because I grew up, it was always when something was coming up between mom and dad, someone got a bad grade on the report card, you know, someone was getting in trouble. It was me and my two siblings. There was a family meeting. It was kind of rang down the, down the stairway, family meeting, family meeting. And there was always going to be someone was in trouble or there was a big life change happening. So that's the way that a lot of families um, all over the world are actually talking to each other. They're kind of setting that little bit of time aside, but it's usually when there's some sort of drama involved. So if you didn't have that meeting, that's okay. Some of them are a little traumatizing and you kind of avoided a little bit of that. Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, and on that note, something that I've started to do more of, which really speaks to my heart, is speaking to youth in elementary schools and connecting with them and inspiring them. And someone just brought to my attention, um, a close friend of mine just mentioned today how, because I shared with her some of the, the positive reactions that I'm getting from them. And it's just, it's really it's just, it's, it's just, I'm really loving it. It's really, it's really good for me to experience. Um, but she pointed out to me that for a lot of kids, when she was a kid and even today, and it makes sense, a lot of kids don't necessarily get spoken to by adults unless they're getting in trouble. Absolutely. And so to have someone to talk to them for a positive reason and to listen, you know, to hear them, to see them, you know, what a difference that can be. And it, it sounds like you're creating a that kind of a space, but for the family as a unit. Yes. You know, a big part of what I do is, you know, I get the call and it's usually a mother or a father that's saying, you know, my family, there's uh, one of our children has gotten into drugs or one of our children has run away or, you know, we're getting a divorce and we don't know how to talk to our kids about it. Or and just last week, you know, a father who was calling me and saying, you know, I want to have a closer relationship with my nine-year-old daughter. I'm getting remarried and I want to connect 
my new wife and my daughter. So there's a lot of difficult conversations that families want to have, especially parents and even just couples, you know, that they want to have. And sometimes it takes that third party that they can trust, that they feel can really support them and understand where they're coming from um, just to get important points across. So whenever I get a call from a family or from someone who's representing a family, a mother, a father, I take it very seriously because it takes a lot just to acknowledge and, and to set aside the time to, to want to improve upon the family as it is. Because, you know, we get into our habits, we get into our routines, our everyday schedules, but when things come up, where do we go to actually get help? And so I try to be that person and that's kind of been my calling or been my focus um, as I've developed as an intuitive counselor to not just focus on life coaching and just focus on the individual, but most individuals have families that the drama is coming from. So it's been a really powerful journey to, and, and I'm really grateful that people allow me into their home and into their space to support them because bringing someone into your home can be a little scary. And I always say I'm guilty of that. I don't have enough people over at my own home. So, and I'm going into everybody else's home. So that's kind of been my new year's resolution a little bit of bring people around my world too, because I want people to see how I'm living and how I'm doing as well. So I know it's tough. As you go into people's homes, do you start to feel like your extended family? Um, Cousin Noah, absolutely. And I want people to feel that way. I, you know, if you're trusting someone, you know, even outside of, of paying for services or outside of investing in some sort of spiritual guidance or family consulting, I want pe- I want a real relationship. I wouldn't do this if, if I didn't feel like people would allow me to get close. So I'm looking in your fridge. I want to go in your closet, not to be nosy, but to be of genuine help in a way that can be intimidating to have someone come in and, and see what you're really like and how you're really living. But it's the only way we can really get service in our soul appropriately. That's so awesome, Noah. You know, and oh, yeah, I, I totally see how it takes a lot of courage for a parent to say, look, I need some help. Um, I, I feel like we're kind of reaching a turning point where more people are getting to that place where they are opening up and asking for help and reaching out to outside, you know, service providers. But there's still a lot of people who feel like, no, no, I can handle it. I can take care of it. Even if it means 20 plus years have gone on and nothing's changed. Yes. You know, they think they've tried everything and yet they've still never actually asked for help outside of just whatever they can come up with. And I can understand how that would feel like, maybe it, maybe it would feel like a blow to the ego. Or it would feel like you're not competent enough. But this is where I go back to we there's as awesome as each of us are, because I believe that every single person is just so amazing. We still don't know everything. And that's just okay. That's just how it is. And that's why we have different people who have different skills and um, you know, different strengths. And it's it's just it's so obvious how much a, of a strength your heart is to be in service to people. Yeah. And so, so yeah, if there's anyone listening, who's thinking, you know, yeah, maybe you've noticed that um, things aren't working the way that you've been trying them. And maybe, maybe even you've reached out to some other people, but you haven't quite connected with the right person. Um, because I know years ago when I was married, you know, and needed counseling, it's like, well, we tried one person and, and that wasn't quite the right fit. And we tried another and that wasn't the right fit. Finally, the third person, 
was the right fit. And it, you know, it might take a few tries to find someone that you connect with because it is a very personal thing to be allowing someone into your your world, not, not, you know, let alone your mind and your heart, but your physical home, that's a big deal. It's tough, you know, and, you know, you mentioned just trying to find that right fit. You know, I'm working with someone who, uh, a couple, an older couple in their 60s who, just to give an example, decades ago, they saw marital counselors. They went through two, they went through three, they went through four, and just couldn't land in that heart space. And sometimes it takes a little bit of that aggressive, as I say, cousin Noah, that cousin kind of love where people give you permission to really speak as an outsider looking in. And, you know, I think some providers, um, especially in uh, psychotherapy, tend to be a little bit on the strict side. There's this rule book they have to follow. And I think it's so amazing that there's so many coaches or so many healers that are opening up and feeling really confident to deal with entire families. And that's really my mission and what I feel my purpose is at this time in my, in my journey in life is to really inspire and empower coaches, healers, anyone with that heart-centered gift. If you're working with individuals, if you're working with women specifically or men or young people, get their families involved. I tend to have a rule when I work with a family that everybody is gonna speak to me individually. Everybody is gonna have their personal time because it's not just coming together in the family meeting and then you're on the spot of, I need to talk about my childhood issues, or I need my parents to forgive me, or I need to talk about this. But I want to make sure that every person feels that they have someone in their corner. And there's an unbiased, but very heart-centered, very honest uh, objective in bringing people together. So healing the individual wounds is kind of where it starts. And I think a lot of families, especially parents and couples, mean well when they sign up for counseling or they sign their partner for counseling or get their children some counseling. But a lot of times it's the relational issues that we're talking about in our individual counseling. You know, I'm someone that at 19 years old, and, and we've talked about this a little bit, we spoke before, I spend time in a mental health facility. My parents had to check me in somewhere for depression and anxiety. And even suicidal. But all I wanted to talk about was my family dynamic, being the black sheep, you know, what my mother did, what my father did. And I think it's those personal experiences I encountered at that age that really brings me to this space in my life where many people going through personal issues, it's relational. It has to do with the other people and the triggers of other relationships. So if anyone is listening that you've been considering personal therapy, personal life coaching, I would first consider, is this something that actually involves the other people in my household? Are these family issues, generational issues, or is this just a you issue? And I think first making that distinction can make a huge difference, save a lot of time and get to the point. And that's what we want at this time in our lives. We want to get to the point so we can get to the good stuff, the meat of living well. Yeah. How awesome to be able to bring someone else that you love into the healing process, because it's so true. I, I mean, I know when I've been coached and other people that I coach that it's inevitable stuff from our past, which is not, you know, there's, it's not like there's no other people in our lives. It's yes. always involving a situation with some other person 
that at some point enters part of the story, part of the block that is getting in someone's way of moving forward towards their goals. And so taking time to heal that. And if, if you're able to get that other person to join you, how, how wonderful, but let me ask you, Noah. So, because I remember years ago, actually, when I was then seeking personal counseling uh, for myself and issues with my father were coming to the surface and my therapist said, well, why don't you invite your dad to come to the session? And I was like, I freaked out. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's not, a, he's not going to agree to that. And, um, and so I, I, that freaked me out. And so what do you say to that when you, do you ever introduce that that to someone and maybe they're interested, but they've got a relative that's resistant to it. What can you share some insight on? That? Well, I'll say, I'll say like this, Kim, don't let it get to that point. You know, you and I know looking in hindsight, because I, I had issues with my parents. And at this stage in my life, I wanted to have a session where I said, dad, come on down. Cause it's time for us to heal. And I'm ready. That probably would be, I would be in a little bit of situation too. So I don't think we ever get beyond that nervousness of how our loved ones, especially parents, um, how they're going to feel about going through some real gutting out, forgiveness, healing, play together, you know, really trying to deal with things. I would say, do not let it get to that point. If you're listening and you know, I still have a chance. My husband is still at home with me. My wife is still at home with me, or I still live with my parents, or I'm taking care of my parents, or maybe this is a child's to parent issue. Don't let that time go by just arguing, sweeping things under the rug, feeling guilt, shame, fear of the hierarchical differences of parent to child, child to parent. But as a human being, I think it's honoring what is it that you really need and having the courage and feeling uh, safe within your own desire. If mm -hmm. your desire is pure to have healing and you know that it is tethered to another person, the best thing that you can do is give them an opportunity to clear that tether as well. It may not be a phone call. It might be an email. It might be a handwritten letter. It might be a text message. But I think honoring that pure desire to heal is the best opportunity for someone else to say, okay, I see that pure desire, so I'm going to show up. And mm -hmm. if they don't, that can still be a very healing experience and exercise. Because if you had not taken that opportunity or if you felt fear around it, I guarantee you a counselor is going to say, well, do it anyway. Because at least you're dealing with your fear around being honest with this person from the start. So there's levels to healing. And you're not always going to get the right response from the people you love or the response you want. But what are you going to do to move beyond that? So I'm, I'm curious to know, Kim, without digging too much, how did that turn out? Just that suggestion. I love that you actually asked me. I was going to add on. So I did actually ask my dad. And this, was, this had been after a period of about six years of not speaking. Yes. So I, had, I did reach out to him. He did freak out, but he agreed. Um, there's more to the story. I won't get into it. But bottom line is along the lines of what you were just saying, even though I was scared to ask, and it was so clear to me that he was scared when I, when I asked, by mentioning it at all, it showed that I still cared. Yes. And he, you know, it said, even though he was scared, I could see that he still cared too. And so it's, even though these conversations are scary by 
by taking time to have them to move in that direction, that's when we know, you know, then there's still hope, you know, there's still room for growth and healing and all of that. And yes. And I, and I really, I totally understand that because as I referenced the father and the nine-year-old little girl that I just dealt with, I'm so inspired by the little girl's courage. She was just so open with her dad and just sharing, dad, well, when you speak to me this way, I get scared. This hurts me. This is why I don't want to, to do things with you. I mean, the communication that I experienced this little girl showing up because she wanted the therapy. She wanted her dad to understand how he had hurt her so that they could move past it, so that she could trust and open up to get him again for who he is. So it's not always about changing people and fixing the issue. Sometimes it's just an acknowledgement that can make the heart expand and allow us to move beyond those moments in our life and those encounters that we get stuck on. So to hear you say that he showed up and there was still fear and yes, there's more to the story and it probably wasn't all roses and bubble gum. But at the end of the day, I know you are proud and you look at that moment for yourself, even if it's not for dad, it's for you. And so I really want to encourage people that, you know, sometimes ego does get in the way and fear gets in the way. But if we can move those two things to the side, we really can get miles with just a few footsteps. And that's a really powerful thing in today's world, you know, where there's just so much drama going on on the outside. I tell people the best place for you to feel powerful is in your own home or within your own family structure. It's time for us as individuals to start taking that power back and, and sharing with one another why we want to fight for that healing, you know, so fighting for it, it's definitely worth it. And there's a smart way to do it. Absolutely. So we're not going to go to a break just yet, but I do want to remind listeners that we are taking live calls. So if this is, if this is intriguing to you, if you have uh, any questions regarding your family and healing and anything that's coming up for you as we speak, we are certainly open to your questions. You can call in to us at 888-429-5471. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So Noah, I want to ask you, what are your, we're going to take this in a little bit of a different direction, but I'm sure we're going to just come right back to all the family stuff, which is, which is awesome. Um, but I want to ask you, what are your thoughts about the meaning of life or having a life purpose? Hmm. Well, you know, when you ask that, the first thing that kind of just comes through my heart is the idea that purpose doesn't necessarily come from what I'm doing, the work that I'm doing. I've really started to honor the desire in my heart uh, to serve a purpose just from who I am. So, and I've even been giving this, this meditation to myself every day. I want to receive just for who I am, not for what I do. Because I spent a lot of time getting caught up on purpose, purpose-driven life. You have to do, do, and do more and be received for what you're doing in order to feel like you're in alignment with your purpose. When I stopped looking at what I was doing as so important to my well-being, my happiness, my fulfillment, and I started allowing myself to just be that person. Where can I be of use and a value for who I am? That took me from being a psychic medium and a spiritual counselor to really feeling confident to walk into any household and say, okay, what do we need to do today? 
where do we need to go? So purpose for me is the freedom to be fully me, is the freedom to work, you know, I'll put air quotes around it, my gifts, my talents, but really that's just my expression of love and of comfort on this planet. So I think that walking in your purpose can only happen when you are walking fully comfortable and confident as yourself. Then you can take away the doing and just replace that with being. I think it becomes a lot more effortless when you feel that who you are is sacred enough to produce results in someone else's life. So, you know, when I get those com those comments about your love and your love from you, Kim, that really speaks to my heart because that's exactly what I am trying to show up to be every day. So to know that it reflects to one person, great, I'm fulfilled. I don't have to chase purpose if I just chase being myself. And that has created opportunities to do many different things from the heart. And I was even saying on Facebook Live the other day, you know, Four years ago, I was a psychic medium. Two years ago, I changed that title to life coach. One year ago, I changed that to family interventionist. Why? Because that's where my heart was flowing and the energy was flowing from me purely at the time that I shifted those titles. Um, it's not about what I do. It's just about is who I am useful to you in this moment. And if not, there's somebody that can use something that I've got. That gives you a lot of room to play a lot of room to relax into how you show up in the world. I, I absolutely love that. <laughs> and I agree with that. And I want to ask you, was there a, I'm trying to find the right word. Was there a tipping point for you where you realized what served you most so that you can operate from the space of who you are versus what you do? Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. Because when you say that, you know, what allowed me to do that? What allowed me to flow more freely in who I am rather than putting on pressure on a job, especially in the healing industry? You know, there's so many titles and there's so many descriptions that we're trying to, what's the right way to say this to get someone to believe that I can help them? When I let go of that and I just started earnestly asking the question without fear, what do you need? I had to believe that there was something I could contribute, if not everything. You know, instead of thinking I have to solve everyone's problems because I'm the guy now, it's more in the moment that someone chooses to open up or chooses to give me an opportunity to be present, I just want to be fully present. If there's something I can do for you, I want to do it. If there's, some, if there's things I can't do, I'm going to tell you that because it's going to allow you to lead yourself uh, to the right answers or to the right people to support you. So not trying to be everything to everyone um, and not trying to be everything to just one person. I think being authentic in the moment and being present, there might be a different job description every day if I'm being present with the people I meet every day. That's why I said in the beginning, if you need a babysitter, I'll do that. If you need someone to come and help you organize your closet, if that's what's going to bring you peace, then it give you time to think about yourself be more clear about the decisions you're making, then why wouldn't I use that opportunity? So it's not even about what I do. I think it's more about the spirit in which you do it that rubs off on people and creates the memory of healing or the opportunity to heal. So I just have to work on myself every day. And if I do that, there's always going to be opportunities to reflect that and to show that and to validate that to myself. 
I love that. So we, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And I, um, when we come back, I want to ask Noah about what every day is a new day means to him. And then I also want to talk to you about your self-care because it sounds like, um, well, and, and I know, you know, that, that what you're talking about requires you to then be tending to your own needs so that you can be of service to others. So we'll ask Noah about those things. And I also just want to leave with, um, I forget how you just phrased this, but um, yes, Noah, your lovingness absolutely rubs off on people because what I've noticed is from our last show, you've like a lot of people who actually uh, heard the show and you know heard of you from the show have connected with you since. And I just always get like, oh, I love him. Oh, you're going to talk to him wow. again. Oh, I love him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for those listening, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> Feel the love. <laughs> yeah, feel the love. There you go. Okay, so we're going to take a quick, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Noah. And if you would like to call in, please do. We're at 888-429-5471. And we'll be right back. No matter how your life looks today, your possibilities are endless. You deserve all the joy, peace, and excitement in life that you desire. Life doesn't come with a manual, and that's why personal coaching is so awesome. Moving forward is easier. Creating a new reality for yourself, healing your mind and body, it's all possible. Visit KimO'NealCoaching.com today to learn more and schedule your free consultation. What books are you reading? Are you ready for a must-read? Winner of the Inspirational Book of the Year Award and International Best Sellers, Dare to Dream, This Life Counts by Debbie Dashinger, as well as the acclaimed Wisdom to Success, The Surefire Secrets to Accomplish All Your Dreams. Buy the books from Amazon today. U.S. Book Review and Writer's Digest said these are critics' picks by Debbie Dashinger, Dare to Dream, and Wisdom to Success contain gems to live your life by. Sometimes we wish we could practically do nothing and still feel better. Guess what? You kinda can. When you schedule a Reiki or guided meditation session, you can just be and receive and allow the energy to shift. There's relief. These energy sessions can be done alone or combined with a coaching session. Find out more at KimO'NealCoaching.com and click on the Energy Work tab. Welcome back. You are listening to Every Day is a New Day with your host, Kim O'Neill, and my guest, Noah Alvarez <laughs> of the Family Futures Network. Yes. Hello, Noah. <laughs> so, um, you know, just one quick announcement. So we are halfway into the show, but if you're listening to us live, we're just a little past the halfway mark of the hour. And uh, so the next show after us, which is J. Lewis Mills on the level, is going to be starting about five to 10 minutes after the hour, if you are listening live today. So stay tuned. His show is absolutely still starting, um, but we're just going to make sure that we get the, the full hour for our show as well. So 
Thank you for being here. And again, a reminder for everyone listening live that we would love to hear you if you'd like to call in and ask Noah questions or share any comments at all. You can reach us at 888-429-5471. So, but let's get back because I just absolutely love speaking to Noah. Like seriously, just oh, feel it. I just, do you feel it? Can you feel it? <laughs> I hope you can. Okay, so Noah, so two questions I have for you. The first one, you know, this show is called Every Day is a New Day. And I want to know, what does that mean for you? Every day is a new day. Well, it's not, you know, it's not surprising that I would be getting this question or just even just being on your show today because my focus, my my entire focus these last couple of months has been on truly living in the now, living in the present. And even though it's every day, every 24 hours, it's a reset. For me, I truly try to live moment to moment to moment. So hearing every day is a new day is a genuine reflection of the regenerative, restorative property of the heart. If you make the decision to connect your mind to that. And I think that's been one of the greatest principles of healing of all for myself and what I try to share with others. So it's, it's very close to the heart. It's very fitting for this journey that I'm on of just um, honoring the regenerative property of choosing to wake up every day and being grateful to wake up every day and knowing that if you're free, if you feel in control, if you feel you know yourself, you feel safe within yourself, then every day is truly going to be not only a new day, but it can be a great day. And I want more of us to feel that way. Wow. So I know occasionally, uh, I think many of us have heard of Eckhart Tolle's book, uh, The Power of Now. And I know for myself, you know, I there have these moments where I have to remind myself, wait, 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 wait. no, be in the present moment, present moment, right? Because it can be so easy to jump ahead to, oh, you know, tomorrow or a week from now or, you know, whatever whatever other things that maybe we know are happening or maybe things we don't know that are happening, but we think we know are going to happen. Right. And we start to project and create from the space of, well, what if, what if, and is this other, whatever, you know, we can get all caught up in that or we do the reverse, right? We go backwards and we spend a lot of time thinking about yesterday or the last, you know, 10 years ago or right. Things from the past. So, you make it sound so easy, Noah, or you make it look easy at least. <laughs> well, you know what? I've just dealt with so many, so, so, so many people, thousands of readings and sessions that I've done over the last couple of years. I've met so many people, signed so many homes, and especially in the LA area. The number one constant uh, that I've observed and, and interacted with in meeting people is they don't show up fully in the present so there were always regrets. And I think that healing is truly about healing the memory of how we feel something did not go as planned or as we feel it should have in our past. And so in dealing with healing and helping others heal, it's truly being in the present, showing up fully with what you wanna say, how you wanna say it, really mean what you say and say what you mean and not feeling guilty about the truth of those feelings and then, yes, yeah, sorting out the logistics of how that makes people feel and, and how those relationships might change after you actually show up. You know, we worry so much about 
how is this going to turn out? How is this going to make someone feel if I change my job, if I change my identity, if I start fresh, if I live on my own terms? And that's really the story of, of, you know, my own story and journey of making a decision to live on my own terms and find my own identity and my own sense of being. Healing came from letting go of the memories and choosing to live in the present. And it's not that I don't hold on to anything or I don't remember anything that might cause a little sadness or a little pain, but I bring it into the now. I bring it into the present. How do I apply what I've experienced to make a step now, to do what I'd like to do now, to say what I need to say now? Any pain from the past is honestly now just a mirror to not making that same choice or feeling helpless or feeling small, like I may have felt at 12, 13, 14 years old, 20 years old, 25. You know, it's one of those things where healing comes from honoring your experiences rather than holding on to them, living through them rather than, you, you know, seeing them as blocks or obstacles that you've gone through. They're stepping stones. They're absolutely portals. We're jumping through that. Every time we think about the past, I'm jumping to that inner child. I'm jumping to that past self. When I think about the future, I feel like I'm jumping to my future self and having conversations saying, hey, I see you 10 years in the future. You doing good? Great. Help me out now because I know I'm going to make it. Help me. When I think about the past, it's going to that child at seven years old that was hurt and saying, it's going to be okay. You made it. So it's almost like time jumping. It's like knowing that living in the now and living in the present is truly the way to stay healthy, to stay whole, to keep going. It's the only way you can. I love what you said about healing the memories because what came up for me, and in just a moment here, we're going to get to a, our first caller. So excited. Um, but what came up for me is that I've found that a lot of times we have to release the expectation we had of how something we thought was supposed to go when really maybe it never was supposed to go this way that we had in our heads. And really, what if nothing is wrong at all? The way that it happened was maybe how it was supposed to happen because there's information and insight and wisdom and so much more that can come out of that if we just allow and accept it to be the way that it was and operate from that space, which I know I used to struggle with in a big, big way. Um, but um, yeah, that's what came up for me. So let's get to our caller. It looks like we have Susan on line one. So hello, Susan. Hi, Kim. Hi, Noah. Hi, Susan. Thanks for calling. Yes, yeah, Susan, where are you calling from? I am calling from Rhode Island. Wow, this is so awesome. So for those that don't know, uh, Noah and I are all the way in the U.S. on the West Coast, and Susan, of course, is on the East Coast. Susan, what made you want to call in tonight? Well, I wanted to let Noah know that I caught him live on his Facebook page yesterday, and the conversation is still staying with me. And I wanted to... Um, say that I think what he's talking about is so important. So I just wanted to um, have him go a little bit deeper about showing up and just being who you are. I love when you say, you know, I was this, I, you know, I, I, 
you know, I was a psychic and I was this and now I'm this and maybe tomorrow I'll be something else, right? It's about allowing yes. yourself to just be. Yes, Susan. And I just, Thank you so much, because I, I really feel that, that you're holding on to that, and I, I feel so honored that that information and that sentiment got to you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing. Um, and just to honor your 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 question or your, your feeling, if, if there were anything that I could add to that thought, it would be, how do we do that, right? How do we honor who we are, if who we are, we want to give it room to constantly change and grow and evolve. And I think that ties into what you and I were talking about, Kim, is not holding on to any period of time in our life with expectation of, or that, you know, movie of how it was supposed to go. You know, I'm always trying to change, always trying to grow, always trying to listen to my deepest soul thought that is inspiring me to go where the energy is. And I think that if people go where the energy strikes, go where the energy inspiration is happening for them at that moment, I don't think that could ever really steer you wrong. Even if it becomes a challenge or if it's scary or difficult, if you go where the energy is flowing, you at least know you have energetic support to sustain you. So I'll use an example, going from being a psychic medium to moving into family therapy. I didn't get a degree for that. Nobody told me, Noah, you're good enough or you should move into helping families, especially, and I rarely share with people my age, not even being in my 30s yet. And the reason why I share that is because there are so many people who use age, qualification, gender, race, these identifiers, class, whether they grew up in poverty, whether they grew up with a single parent, there are so many things that happen in our life or try to place us in our life. And I think for me, my freedom and my true soul healing and, and self-love and confidence came from not needing any specific identifier or any classification or any qualifier to go where the energy was striking hot. Does that make sense to you, Susan? How does that feel to you? Because that's... That, that, all, that makes so much sense. And because that's how I flow. That's what I do. And so, but so many struggle with doing that. And so yes. you articulated it so well yesterday where mm. it just really deepened, you know, my understanding of why I can do that and how I may help others step into that. So I yes. just thought that I was just called to call in and see if maybe you could just hone in on that a little bit more because if we can all just show up and be who we are, you know, that's where the real joy is. Absolutely, Susan. I totally am on the same page with you. That really is where the energy is striking hot for me right now. And it sounds like it's striking hot for you. So I really just want to align with you and encourage you in this moment in just a genuine connection right now to, yes, keep, 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 leap and keep leaping. I think that's what I used yesterday. And I was saying, you're in this conscious journey of really loving life and taking what comes and trying to be of value and of use organically. 
instead of looking at credibility, instead of looking at what you've been through as a reason why you can do something or what you've avoided as a reason why you can do something, just go where the energy is going. If your heart is moved in a direction towards someone or something, take that step and let the energy settle. And then the energy is going to rise again once you've taken that step. So hopefully that lets people feel confident in moving your feet and allowing yourself to get from one point, seeing where the energy flows, getting to another point, then seeing where the energy flows. I don't think you can plan life when you really truly follow energy and you give it time to settle, give it time to you know rise up. And I'll say this. Anxiety. That's one of the biggest things that holds us back from being authentic, showing up fully. I was telling someone the other day, are you dealing with anxiety or is this just energy? Is this anxiety or is this just energy in your body that you're feeling that might be telling you to go or to stay? And maybe it's time to stop using the word anxiety so much and feeding into that and shift that language to energy. I'm feeling energy in my heart. I'm feeling energy in my gut. I'm feeling energy in my head that I can't get out. That's a big one. When you start using powerful words and replacing the language that holds us back, that gives us our physical body permission to move. So many of us feel held back by the anxiety of calling mom, calling dad, calling the therapist, signing up for that program, starting to work as a healer, whatever it is. The energy inside of your body is going to tell you whether to stay put and do a little bit more energy work on yourself to get ready or to go. And I think following the energy as it settles, it's like I said, it's never steered me wrong. Kim, has it ever steered you wrong? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really, I, I yes. think. And it's okay to change your mind, right? Yes. It's just okay to change your mind if yes. the energy is no you know, if you feel complete with where you are, it's okay to just move on and not stay. The completion of the journey. And there's so many cycles, so many things that we can complete, especially bringing it back to family. I don't know why that feels so important today, but some of us need to just say it is finished. Some of us have to say it is done. The energy is no longer in that space for me to focus on it and work on it. So not everything is going to feel fully healed, but honoring that the energy is no longer resting there for you to focus on it is healing within itself. So there are layers to healing, as we were saying, and it's just knowing that energy is going to rise and fall. And if you move with it, That's how life really takes shape, takes hold, and gives you the memories that you will feel great about holding on to. It isn't about everything being perfect, but did you move by the energy of your soul? That is what's going to allow you to look back at 85, 90 years old and say, I did what I wanted to do. I was free, though I was not perfect, though everything didn't move smoothly. I moved. Life happened for me. And I think that can be a great healing thing for us all. And these times we don't know. And that, and, and that's something that I really have learned in the last few years. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Susan. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling Susan. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye Susan. Oh, Noah, Noah, Noah. Okay. Um, Love her. 
Yeah, that was fantastic. Yes, love Susan. So, so one of the questions that came up as you were speaking is, okay, so you asked, has following the energy ever steered me wrong? No, but I know that there was a time when I didn't even know what that meant mm. and didn't quite know how to fully connect with them, my emotions, even though if someone would have said to me back then, um, you need to learn how to work with your emotions more. I would have been like, what are you talking about? I know my emotions. I'm connected to them. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I was operating from more of a head space and identifying my feelings in terms of, Oh, I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. Right. All the basics there, but not really getting to the core and the root of them and understanding how, um, different, you know, something I might be feeling today is maybe actually, like you said, connected to something from the past yes. and not understanding that I can say it's done and I can cut that tether, that cord. And now from today, maybe I can heal, you know, take time to heal that, but no longer still bring it into the present as if it's still an active thing. So for, for those people who are maybe in that space of thinking, you know, maybe on, in some way they understand what you mean by following the energy, but maybe they kind of don't. What are there any thoughts that come to mind of how you uh, you can direct them to start to understand or connect with what that experience is like? You you brought up something I think you spoke it really well when you said talk about emotions. That is the first place that we start. Most people, I think, do come from a space of thinking they're feeling into their heart, but they're really just feeling into their brain. They're feeling into the thoughts they have yes. about a person, place, or thing, a situation. So I would look at it by starting saying this. Yes, I'm angry. And instead of saying I'm angry, but I'm angry and. Okay. Add to that. Go deeper than just those surface thoughts to get to the true feeling about something. Yes, I'm scared and, well, what else? You're scared and what else surrounding that thought? What other information can you extract from your own experience and your own feelings? So I think sometimes we just don't go deep enough because the emotions stop us dead in our tracks. Don't let anger, don't let fear, don't let you know being cautious or you know feeling sketchy about something or feeling just not able to get somewhere don't let that stop you. And just like on the other side, don't let excitement make you make all your decisions. You know, just like in love and relationships, we're excited about someone. That does not mean that you should settle for this person or be with this person. So I think it's going beyond the thought of how we feel about something and moving into, well, what does this feeling actually do for me? I'm excited and this person has been really good to me. I'm excited and I know that I'm ready to move into this space in life. So I think the more we allow ourselves to process through how we think about things, the more information we get. And you can only do better with more information. So sometimes our feelings are so overwhelming. And sometimes our thoughts are so overwhelming that we don't let the energy kind of settle where it needs to. So giving ourselves time to go a little bit deeper before taking those steps. It's the difference between feeling like you're running a marathon and feeling like you're running a sprint. You have to decide what kind of person you are 
so to know how quickly you can move through your feelings and emotions. For me, I'm a marathon person. The thoughts and feelings that I have, I tend to look at them from the perspective of the long-term game of my life and how I want to feel, like I said, at 85, 90 years old. So the decisions I make, I'm letting the energy move me in a long-term perspective. Kim, you might be different. You might be someone that's more of a sprinter. I have short-term goals. I have things I want to accomplish tomorrow, next week, and next month. So the emotions and thoughts I have are going to serve a short-term vision. So hopefully that makes sense to listeners. Determine what kind of person you are. What do you really want to accomplish by understanding yourself? For me, it's to make decisions that allow me to live a fully free life. For some people, they just want to perform. They want to do the best, be the best, be at the top, and that's what's going to make them happy. There's no shame in that. So you first kind of have to know who you are and why you're living. Why are you waking up every day being a new day? Um, When you know that, your why, it's easier to start placing your emotions and they can serve you better. Are they serving your vision for your life or are they taking away from your vision for your life? I love that. Okay, so 50 million and other things came up and <laughs> well, we're getting down to the end of the show here. I, um, gosh, I was at least gonna focus on one of them and it just started to, to walk away. Maybe it'll come back. So let me just ask you really quick because I did say before the break that we took that I wanted to ask you about self-care because like you just said, you have to know yourself first to be able to, you know, to do other things. So what does self-care look like for you? Right now, I mean, in the short term, self-care for me is eating better. Self-care for me is cooking more. Self-care for me is learning new recipes and being inspired by food and using food creatively rather than just something to get by that I'm not really conscious of. For me, that is my number one form of self-care that I'm working on to to really get better at. Um, Something that I'm really good at doing is taking space. You don't have to teach me how to take space. You don't have to remind me to take space. That's my go-to is I know how to go in the cave. I know how to spend time in meditation. I know how to spend time journaling and honoring my thoughts and processing through them. Another great form of self-care is knowing that you are not just one energy. You're not just you. But I look at the mind organ, the heart organ uh, as two different things, a body organ as another thing. So I tend to view myself in three parts, mind, body, and spirit. So taking care of each of those separately, meditating and connecting to each of those parts of me separately. Sometimes it's as simple as body what would you like to eat today that's going to make you feel good and nourish you and make you feel healthy today? Mind, what would you like me to do in order to feel healthy, nourished, and full today? Spirit, so for me, separating mind, body, and spirit and honoring each of them, that's probably my biggest form of self-care right now. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that, Noah. So we are at the end of the show. And although, like I said, I had about 50 million questions you know, other questions that I could ask Noah, we're going to wrap it up here. So Noah, thank you so much for being on the show today. And, and what is the best real quickly? What, what's the best place for people to go to, to find out more about you? Yes. BuddhaLifeCenter.org. BuddhaLifeCenter.org, my personal website where you can get to know me and even book sessions with me. 
Wonderful. So thank you so much for all those listening live and on the replay. Please reach out to me or Noah. You can find more about me at KimO'NealCoaching.com or on Facebook at Kim O'Neill Coaching. Remember that there's always hope. Every day is always a new day. And you can experience that new day when you know who you are first. Yes. And with that said, we're going to sign off for now. So thank you for being here. And until next time. Until next time.